All right. So Monday, LeBron reflected on his time with the Heat and what it meant to his career, saying this. I think I would still be at this level no matter if I would have came here or not. Let's not get it twisted. The four years I was here, it was amazing. I loved everything about it. Loved this franchise. This franchise is top tier. It's one of the best franchises in the world. But as far as my career, my career was going to be my career. As far as individually, because I know how much I put into the game. I know how much I strive to be as great as I can be. As far as what I was able to learn here was second to none. That's for sure. So yesterday, LeBron doubled down on this, tweeting, uh, here it is, let me get this quote for you, uh, to show how dominant he would have been in Miami, saying, damn right, I still would be, I'm chosen, ain't nothing changing that, maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish. All right, Brian Windhorst joining the show. Wendy, uh, your reaction to all of this. Good to see you. It was... Yeah, it was so fascinating to me that Stephen A. was talking about this yesterday from his college campus, Molly, because both what Stephen A. said yesterday about LeBron needing Miami and needing Riley and Spolster and Wade and what LeBron said, I think they're both right. Because LeBron has described being in Miami like a college experience for him. It was four years long. And when you go to college, why are you different on one end than you are when you come in. Is it because of your professors? Is it because of the mentors that you get, the older students that you start working with? Is it because you're older? Is it because of your experiences? The answer is, it's all of it. Absolutely, it was all of it. LeBron definitely grew immensely. The difference between the 2011 finals version of LeBron and the 2013 finals, that's the Dallas finals and the one where he led a Game 7 victory with one of the most clutch plays of his career down the stretch against the Spurs. The difference in those two years is really where LeBron James became the true legend that he was today. I don't know if he had stayed in Cleveland or if he had gone to New York or if he had gone to Chicago, whether he would have had that same arc. But I know Eric Spolstra made a huge difference in the way he approached the game and the way the team was designed around him. To this day, some of the concepts that Spolstra put together for his team are used on LeBron James' team. I know Pat Riley's perspective and his viewpoint on the world made a difference in LeBron. And I also was there and watched LeBron go through a huge renaissance where he changed his approach, particularly in the playoffs, to to really fine-tune his mindset to change the way he performed under pressure. Steve, what Stephen A. said yesterday about LeBron failing and not being ready in 2011 was accurate. But by 2013, he was a killer. And so that right there really makes both of you right. And I think that that is, you know, you can, both things can be true in this world. I don't think so. Um, I respect where you're coming from, Wendy. You know how much I respect your basketball knowledge. Um, you know, <clears throat> the Rich Pauls, the Maverick Carters, and others of the world who are obviously in this camp and incredibly biased, but they should be. Um, they don't get what I'm saying, so I have to temper my point. Uh, Sam Tanucci, exceptional producer, just feel free to put the ticket tape. Because, see, I have to preface comments, dog. I don't know if you've seen this. Let's put it out there. LeBron James, great father, great husband, great director, great businessman, great actor. I mean, we have to put all this. We have to qualify all of this. I mean, because my God, you have to understand, doggy, unless we're acknowledging that LeBron James is the greatest thing since Jesus. OK, it's an insult. 
I don't know if you know that, doggy. I, I really don't know if you know this. If you don't call him the second coming of Jesus really? Christ himself, you wow. are insulting LeBron James in wow. the eyes of some people. And that's why Wendy started laughing because he knows I'm telling the truth. Great husband, great father, great generous Let's philanthropist, actor, director, businessman, extraordinaire, media mogul, the whole bit. LeBron Wine is collector. all that in the bag of chips. Okay? I mean, everything. Everything. I pay homage to this brother. Incredible role model. We will miss him. I'm sincere when I say this. We will miss him when he is gone. The brother is that special. What I'm trying to say is I'm rewinding the clock. And a lot of people want to sit up there and diminish the impact of Pat Riley. Fine. What I would say to you is from an organizational perspective, in terms of establishing who's in control, and y'all can leave Wendy and Doggy up there so I can look at them, in terms of understanding what control and culture is, here's why Pat Riley's impact can't be ignored. It can't be ignored because of what LeBron James had to depart to go to Miami. You didn't have that level of structure in Cleveland. You know I'm not lying about that, Wendy. Dan Gilbert and the Cleveland Cavaliers organization was not Pat Riley's and the Miami Heat organization. Of course, D. Wade was the catalyst. Of course, he was that dude. We understand that. But in the end, you can't take away what structure and culture Pat Riley established long before LeBron James ever arrived. That's point number one. Point number two, remember, Wendy, the first year LeBron arrived in Miami, who was beside him every press conference? He wouldn't sit down and talk to the media by himself. He was so psychologically warped that D. Wade had to be by his side. The part the of that year. was they were trying to keep them from being pulled apart by the media. That was a defense tactic by the organization, too. That was a, that was a okay. tactic. Okay, Tama, I know that's what they say. I'm aware of that, Wendy. You know that's BS. And if we were, if I was on my podcast, I'd, I'd get Pat McAfee on them and say the word outright, okay? Because the reason why we're talking about how tight these brothers are, you're talking about D-Wade and LeBron James here. Well, nobody going to pull them apart. You can try all you want to. You know the character that's in D-Wade, the kind of man that he is. He ain't going to turn against his brother like that. And you know what kind of character LeBron does. I don't care what they say about LeBron. LeBron ain't going to turn against his brothers like that. That's not how he rolls. So we got to understand that, okay? He was being pacified because mentally he was warped as an individual talent. He was phenomenal. But in the same breath, because of the shrapnel of criticism that was coming in his direction, because of the pariah that he was labeled to be, because he compromised the Cleveland economy, you're making over a billion dollars for the economy, and you're up and left them, and they burning your jersey and effigy and all of this other stuff that was going on. It was a lot for him to deal with, and it was tough. Well, guess what? Being there helped you get to the point where you ultimately became who you were. I don't know if LeBron James becomes that dude if you didn't have that support. Now, this is the crime. Even whether it's you, doggy, whether it's you, Wendy, it's me or anybody else. This notion that we can just we're just going to be who we are and we're just going to be who we're meant to be devoid of the level of support when we ultimately fall into an abyss because as human beings we all do and what is it that propels us that uplifts us it's our loved ones it's people in our inner circles those who are close to us who help elevate us to a level where we can ultimately excel and prosper i am simply saying that was miami 
And so to sit up there and to echo words out of your mouth, like, you know what, I was going to be this way regardless, is diluting the importance of the impact the culture of Miami and specifically Dwayne Wade above all else had on you. That's why I was on national television with a big problem. When LeBron James was not seen, he did not attend Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame induction. I assure you. Dwayne Wade will be there when LeBron James is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, if he was there and he came through the back door in a private jet and nobody knew, fine, I stand corrected. I ain't see him. I didn't see him. And I'm telling you right now, I was stunned. And everybody that I spoke to in the basketball world was stunned that LeBron James, even though it was in the aftermath of Bronny and stuff like that, but we had seen LeBron James on the road thereafter. You take a flight to the East Coast of Springfield, Massachusetts, and you're short for a few hours to be there for Dwayne Wade. Why were we all aghast at his absence? Because it's Dwayne Wade. That's why. Because we know what Dwayne Wade did for him. That's why. It was Dwayne Wade that told him to be a leader. It was Dwayne Wade that had to remind him of his greatness. It was Dwayne Wade that said, yo, I'm the best player on this team. I need this to be you. We can't win without you being you. Because he wasn't against Dallas. That is a fact. And there's no crime, nor is it an insult in telling LeBron James, yo, bro, we appreciate your greatness. We know you all-time great. But he won, But he did carry that team later. You're right. We're not saying Dallas, he did it. Dwayne, uh, we're not we, saying he did it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We, we, you, get he did. you get in here. And he then did. I've got something to say, Stephen A. Go ahead, Mendo. Well, number one, he did not resurrect. Forget Miami. And forget the people who are in basketball. I'm talking about the average basketball fan, Chris Russo. He did not resurrect his image until he went back to Cleveland and won a championship there. That's when LeBron, all things were forgotten. Because I hated it when LeBron went to Miami to join up with Bosh. And don't forget Bosh. Yep. To join up with Bosh and Wade. I thought that was a weak thing to do, bailing out on, a, a bailing out on, the, on Cleveland. He won his two championships. And remember, the second championship, the first one against the Spurs, he was lucky to get. Because if Bosh doesn't get an offensive rebound and Ray Allen doesn't make a shot, he would have been the GOAT. Because he was awful in the fourth quarter of game six against San Antonio. And Allen made the shot. Awesome in game they, seven. Was that game's forgotten. No, it's not game forgotten. Game seven, he was one of his brilliant games of no, his no, career. No, no, no. Wendy, Wendy, we're having audio issues with your yeah, mic. Uh, not in my eyes, that game is not forgotten. Not in my eyes. Okay. He was awful in the fourth quarter. He threw up air balls. Making t- if Bosch doesn't get that offensive rebound and Allen doesn't make that three to tie the game in game six and they lose that championship... A lot of the LeBron legacy in Miami is tarnished. He would have been one in three in the final. Now, listen, we all know he's an all-timer. We all want to put him number two. I got no problem with it. I totally agree with what Stevie said about his personality, his character. He's led a great life. I'm I'm a pro-LeBron guy. But you got to be fair. You have to be fair. He should have been at Wade's Hall of Fame thing. That's number one. But you got to be fair. From the average sports fan standpoint, until he went back to Cleveland, And won a championship. There's a lot of fans who didn't like what he did in Miami. How's do, that? do we have Wendy or we don't? No? Okay. Stephen well, A. Go ahead and make your point, Molly, because you said you wanted to make a point. Yeah. I want to go back to the same exact thing I did yesterday in case people weren't here. The quote says, I think I would still be at this level no matter if I would have came here or not. As far as my career, my career was going to be my career as far as individually because I know how much I put into the game and how much I strive to be as great as I can be. And then when he doubled down, he said, damn right, I still would be this dominant. I'm chosen. 
Stephen A., what he's saying there, he's not diminishing Miami. It's what I told you yesterday. It's that macro. This was my destiny. This was my calling. No matter what team I was with, I was still going to become LeBron James because I'm that talented and I put in that work. I don't think okay. it's a, I don't think it's a knock at Miami at all whatsoever. I think it's a bigger picture well, statement. Like, hey, Steve, let me just say one thing. Stephen A. might have still been Stephen A. if he wasn't on first take. He even says maybe I wouldn't have had as many championships. Maybe you wouldn't have as many ratings, but you still had the talent. You still put in the work. He was saying like saying you're chosen. It's like you're called. You're, you're called. That's that's his okay. destiny. And what? Uh, all right. That is your interpretation. Here's mine. You use me as an example. I am sitting here on national television and I'm telling you, there's no way in hell that I am in this position today if it were not for Allen Iverson. Covering him for the Philadelphia 76ers and the attention that he brought to my NBA coverage ultimately enabled me to come to ESPN and be a guy covering the NBA. Everybody ain't that blessed. No matter how good, and Allen Iverson will refute it because he'll say, man, it was you, it was you, it was you. I don't believe that because of his greatness and the attention that he drew. That did with Sam Smith, uh, for better or worse, being a, the, the reporter. If he wasn't covering Michael Jordan, his book with the Jordan rules wouldn't have mattered that much. There's always somebody that you're connected to that help propels you. Of I am course, simply Stephen making a. the argument, no question about LeBron James' ability. But if you watch LeBron in that Dallas series, if you watched him in that all-star game that followed, if you watched him, you saw the individual greatness. But the absence of culture surrounding him combined with a star like D-Wade, who was also a big brother to him, is what ultimately propelled him to the killer that he is, the elite all-time great that he is. Without that, there's plenty of dudes that were absolutely positively sensational but we're devoid of being recognized as champions. That is what I'm saying. That's okay. what I'm pointing to. I'm being told that we have well, to Well, I'm saying I wouldn't be here without LeBron James. I wouldn't be on the show without LeBron James. And okay. those two banners wouldn't be in Miami without LeBron James. And the True. banner wouldn't be in Cleveland without LeBron James. And the banner wouldn't True. be in L.A. without LeBron James. True. I mean, he... And that's what I think his point is, is those banners are up there because of him. I think Riley right. and Spolstra and Wade helped, but they're up there because of him. Just, just But I'm clear. talking about what preceded all of that. You can't crawl. You can't walk before you crawl. You have to crawl first. That's what I'm saying. We all know okay. that. And Stephen, I think, I think he's saying I would have been LeBron James no matter what. I was going to be LeBron James no matter what because I, I was chosen for this those life. Titles. And I put and I put in the work. Well, he mentioned the titles. He might not have the titles, but he's still going to be LeBron James. Still going to be saying. that dominant. All right, we've got to leave it there. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. 
Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Yeah, yeah, yeah! What's going on? I know I'm not in studio. I know I'm not in studio. I know that I'm missed. I see my man Jeff Saturday standing there next to Molly, the lady in black, Kimberly with a green fingernails, with the with whatever blue she got on a royal blue. And of course, Mad Dog got a nice haircut this week. I'm all for it, y'all. I'm all for it. But it doesn't usurp the importance of Stevens A-list, the top five NFL teams after this week. Keep in mind, the list is fluid. The list is fluid, okay? Now we're going to get to the list right here. Number five on the list. Give it to me. Bam! The Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Trevor Lawrence. That's why. Doug Peterson. That's why. Five-game winning streak after a slow start. They're reminding everybody this is the team that came back from a 27-0 deficit and upended the Los Angeles Chargers in a postseason last year. The road to the Super Bowl may not necessarily have to go through them, but they're going to have a say when all is said and done. They ain't top four on the list, please. Give it to me right now. Right there. Bam! What are we talking about? The Cincinnati Bengals. Why? Winners of four straight. Joe Burrow. Balling. Sir Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Mixon, can't forget them. And their defense is respectable, doing a little better job of protecting Joe Burrow. By the way, Joe Burrow is not being hampered in hell and, 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 and impeded by that calf injury that he was suffering from the first few weeks. They're on a roll right now. We'll find out more about them when they go up against their nemesis, the Ravens. But there's no, there's no denying they've been winning just up into Buffalo. They're a top four team in the National Football League. They ain't top three, though. Let's give me number three, please. Bang! What are we talking about here? The Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, the offense, first time in the Patrick Mahomes era that the defense is actually better than the offense. But the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the top-rated defenses in the National Football League. They're getting pressure on quarterbacks. They're defending quite well. You still got Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback spot. You still got Travis Kelsey, an elite target, the best tight end of football. You still got Andy Reid calling plays, and you are the reigning defending Super Bowl champions still in first place in the AFC West. One of the top two teams going, so we can't ignore that. They ain't top two, though. Give it to me right now. Bam! The Philadelphia Eagles. Why? They got the best record in football. That's why. They got A.J. Brown, who's an MVP candidate as far as I'm concerned. That's why. Devontae Smith ain't nothing to sneeze at. You got a running game, all right, with Gainwell and Swift. All right, you got that going on. And then, oh, by the way, you got cats that can get to the quarterback. I'm not sold on what's happening with their secondary. I'm a little suspect on them. But, damn it, one loss on the season, best record in football. I certainly can't put you out of the top two in the National Football League. I got to go to number one, though. Give it to me right now. The Baltimore Ravens. Look, y'all. Lamar Jackson leading the league in completion percentage. Obviously leading the lead in rushing yards from the quarterback position. As I said earlier, we haven't had a quarterback do that for a full season since Steve Young in around 1994. We have to understand that. We also have to understand that Lamar Jackson and as prolific as that offense has looked from time to time. We're both racing. The Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks and their defense. Number one scoring defense, number one red zone defense, number one in sacks. These brothers are no joke. I got the Ravens, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Biggles, and the Jacksonville Jaguars as my top five teams in the National Football League for this week. But keep in mind, 
No, this is food. All right, two things oh. before we go. First of all, do you feel like we're waiting in line to get picked for kickball team? Oh. Like school lunch, first communion, we're like all just all in the corner chilling. Okay, uh, first take fam. The QR code on your screen right now. You can scan that and you can grade yeah. Stephen A. Yeah, give him a grade. We need your help. Give, give him, a him a grade. Everyone here is going to give him a grade. And you know I like to cross-check with you at home. Appreciate you. Let's do this. Jeff, you're up first. It's so bad. Team up. It is so bad. Oh, my God. It is so bad. Oh, my God. Listen, this is what... This is what I like. It's fluid. It's fluid. It doesn't absolve you from nonsense. From nonsense. It can't happen that way. You have the best record in football as second already. And you gave every reason why they should still be your number one team. Almost losing doesn't equate to losing. Is it? It's fluid. It's fluid. They didn't lose. They found a way to win when it mattered. How? Because their defensive line got after that and shut the door. That's what good football teams do. So they should be one. The Chiefs being number three. I think I knew a guy named Stephen A. Smith who said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. The Chiefs are still the man in the AFC. They are still the dudes. You have a Ravens team that lost to the Colts and to the Steelers. Found ways to lose both of those football games to those teams. This so you team, should be this the Eagles Chiefs team, at number one, too? What I have, I'd have the Eagles, Just, the Chiefs, then the Ravens, then the Bengals, okay. then the Jaguars. So up here, okay. you got the right names, but you just picked them out of a hat. All four, <laughs> four choices by you. You missed, you threw it on the dark. So you agree with me on four and five. Yeah. So you agree with me on four and five, but the you top, switch one, two, the three. Top, the order's yeah, yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Four and five. Mad, yeah. Mad Doug, I mean, you know, Mad blind Doug. squirrel, blind squirrel. You know, yeah, you got four and yeah. five, right? Three out of five ain't bad. Now he's he's wrong on the top. I would leave the Ravens too, but he's also wrong at number five. Ooh. You cannot put the Jaguars fifth. When San Francisco is going to Jacksonville for the weekend, and they're favored. Oh. So oh, San Francisco, please. they lost three straight. They're favored. Oh, please. They're oh, please. In Jacksonville by a field goal. You're not having a good day. Road. So if that's the case, yeah. how do you put the Jaguars over the Niners when the whole world, including Vegas, thinks that San Francisco <laughs> on a neutral field is six points better? Yeah, Steve. I care less so about Vegas. Be five, I care less about Vegas. You do. Yeah. Yes, I don't gamble. You gamble. You okay. care about Vegas. What they keep that, taking your money. I don't know why you're going to Vegas. They keep We're stealing your money. Kim, 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 All right, Kim, you you're know up. What? Kimberly. Uh, uh, a dead clock. It's, you know, it's usually right twice a day. I agree with Jeff, actually. The Eagles have to be one. Yes. Even if Steven had put the Ravens at two, I would I would, I would, would see the logic. Um, I think give the Jaguars credit because right now they're playing well. I think how they do against the 49ers will actually determine if they're still on this list next week. Okay, let's go grades. Kimberly, kick us off. You know what? I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. C minus because he's made two mistakes. Yeah. B minus, C minus. C minus. C minus? Yeah, C minus. Maybe even a D, how? honestly. Maybe even a D. Wow. You screw up. No, you agree on the five team. No, no. This, this is you how you screw up. Your credibility is going out the window. We agree on the five team. I, I hope we Shannon Sharp is watching. No, no. Shannon always takes Order it too easy matters. on you. Order matters. If, if you got one out of five, it's 20%. You missed three of five. Put them in order I matters. I did it. Oh, you did. The, you did. Listen, the week, hold on. The week to week. You can't just go by wins. You have to go okay. by how a team is looking. Jalen Hurts is hurt. You try to tell me right now the Eagles look better than the Ravens? Yes. Right yes. now? Okay, yes. okay. They you know what? Oh, you know what? It was one of the hottest uh, offensive yeah, yeah, teams. You, you know, know, you know what, Stephen A? You know what? Let's.
let's get an unbiased party and let's take it to the streets and see what America had to say. Okay, that's what we're going to do right now. Okay, a B. A, B. a B. A B. That's a B. about his best work. A B. A that's B. Awesome. Can we take, can we like take the D you. and the F out of the category? There's no you way I ever deserve a D or an F. Let's take that out. Stop okay. focusing on the negative. 16% of the world thinks you dead wrong. 16% of the world <laughs> thinks yeah. you're a failure. Oh, please, man. That, that's exactly what that means. You just biased, man. That's Objectivity. I thought you were objective, Jeff Saturday. I'm very objective. I really did. And you, doggy, you got a lot of nerves. With all the money that Vegas has stolen from you, going to bring up <laughs> Vegas to buffer your point. <laughs> hey, I mean, how Put it back up there. Oh, that's ridiculous. What was the D and the F? 16% gave you a D and an F. Yeah, 22% So really, the majority of America... From C to F, <laughs> think that's where you lie. That's about where that is. You know what I mean? That's I mean, hey, look, you bet 50%. I guess pretty good for you. I ain't hey, hey, ridiculous. Steve. Here's ridiculous. the good news. There's always next week, buddy. That's right. Yeah. It's fluid. Oh, it's, it's, next it's, fluid. Fluid. it's fluid. It's fluid. Whatever, Molly. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, what are you oh, doing? Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. <laughs> oh, you know what it is, America. You know what it is. What are you mad about with Christopher Mad Dog my Russo? First, my first time I've ever been here. today? Oh, oh, no, 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 are we ready for you? I killed my for you. Hey, I need eye contact. Hey, game. Hey, game. Hey, Here we go. Bring it. I got three good ones today. The last one's a little personal. Did anybody see these quarterbacks on Sunday afternoon in the NFL? Did you sit there and try to watch this? Forget the first game, which was bad enough offensively with Mahomes and obviously uh, Tua. How about Brent Rippon for the Rams? How about Toon for Arizona? How about Matt Jones? How about Badgen for the Bears? Did you see some of these QBs? How about, I mean, how about, I know Dobbs won the game, but geez, really? Brian <gasps> Hennigan for a minute. Whoa! 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 Don't you dare! 
Wilson on Monday night. All right, I'll give you that. The yes. quarterback play in the NFL, they had 10 of them this weekend, is beyond putrid. I'm sitting there with a little tuna fish sandwich and a cup of cola watch these games on Sunday afternoon. You can't watch the football. The, the, the Arizona had no chance to score. Matt Jones is terrible. Zach Wilson, Aikman was right. Did you see the game on Monday night? It was unwatchable. You need quarterbacks. How about DeVito for the Giants for crying out loud? How about O'Connell for the Raiders? The games are disastrous. The NFL right now with the QB positions is so deplorable. It is ruined television. I'm going out for picking on Sunday. Oh, my God. Oh, my okay, I just have one question Not before Stephen apple. A goes. Who made the tuna fish sandwich? I did. You Ooh. made it yourself? Well, Good for wow. you, girl. Like you, like you opened the can. Little mayonnaise. You put mayonnaise on? Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. Stephen A, do you agree with him? The quarterback plays putrid? Seriously. For, for the most part, I would say this though: when you look at a guy like Mac Jones, he was a he was a Pro Bowler the first year. So when you look at what Bill Belichick has subjected him to, how do we mention him and we don't mention the situations that he was put in? That's well, all. He I'm doesn't saying care about, about that, the for the most part, you're right. Yeah, I, I just for the most part, you're right. Do you agree? Hey, 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 Forty million dollars for five years from the Cubs, who fired Ross, who did a heck of a job with that team, and all of a sudden Council, who is one in nine in his last ten playoff games. Now good for him. He wants to be Samuel Gompers and raise the ante for the managers or Norma Ray and get eight million a year, and the Cubs are dumb enough to give it to him. All right, I get it. But how could the Cubs fire Ross and give the money to Council, who again he wins a lousy division? That division stinks. So that managerial thing I did not understand. And then Council tells us, well, I wanted to stay close to home. He lives in Wisconsin. Wrigley Field, the white way, Wisconsin. Go by O'Hare. Takes two and a half hours every day. What's he go home after every game and fly back again? In the limo? That is ridiculous. Geography made the difference? That drove me crazy. And then number two. How did David Stearns wake up one morning, fire Buck Showalter, who's been a manager of the year four, four times, four different teams, and bring in Carlos Mendoza to be a Met manager who's never managed a game before in his life, who is the right-hand man to Aaron Boone in the Yankee dugout? Have we seen the Yankees recently? Can't get out of their own way, never beat Houston, and we're 82-80, and 80, and Boone ain't Miller Huggins. And so, look him up, Steve. <laughs> and somehow, some way, we're going to bring Mendoza in here to be the Major League Manager in New York City at the tough job where Callaway was awful. Obviously, Rojas stoked first-year managers, and now we're going to try Mendoza. And he let Buck go, which is who's going to get another job. 
this marriage managerial carousel in the last two days, I cannot figure out. Okay. Mendoza with the Mets and Council gets 40 million and he's one in nine in his last 10 playoff games. Ooh. That's number two. Wow, that Ooh. stat. Drop the mic with the stat. He, he did. I You're very fired up he, about that. I did have I did have to look up Miller Huggins. Do you know why, Molly? No. Because De- Doggy just brought up a Miller Huggins. Born March 27th, 1878. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. We, we, we talked about it. That's who Doggy brought up. He brought up somebody born 85 years before him. Before him. I just wanted to point that out. And he's mad about it. Go ahead, John. Stephen A., he's mad about it. That's good. good. 1,800 coaches? I mean, it don't get better. Bring us home. All right, number three. Let's go. Number three. Okay. And rabbit. Yeah. We had a rough weekend betting. Mm. Yeah. Notre Dame. You could tell. Thank you. The Patriots. Mm. How bad was that pick? I go on and the over of games that we never get. Notre Dame was awful against Clemson. Mm. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the over, 61 and a half, 27-24. Mm. Do the math. <laughs> so we had a brutal weekend. So I have to go. I'm happy I did. I go to Stores, Connecticut. Yeah, you did. On Monday. Monday. For Northern Arizona's first college basketball game of the year. Because Timmy Russo is the third assistant. All right. Of Northern Arizona. All right. Okay. So they play you right. Yep. Didn't play UConn. Now, here is the thing. Fat Rock. Uh-oh. Tried to call me. You can't get cell service in that gamble arena. Yeah. So Fat Rob tries to call me because he Rob. wants to make a play. <laughs> yeah. Fat Rob used to be a priest. Do you know that? That's, that's, that's a bad that's kid. That's a, and now he's a spooky. <laughs> this is real life, Jeff what? Saturday. So Fat Rob needs to make a play. On the game. Oh, God. Now, how can I make a play on the game? My kid has told you. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted you. The spread was 23 and a half. (laughs) 23 and a half. Yeah. And a fat rob from Rapid, who's religious, (laughs) he bets. (laughs) And he's part of the family. (laughs) And he bets. UConn <gasps> to oh. cover wow. against wow. my Northern Arizona yeah. team. Oh. <laughs> Not my son. And it was 94-52. Yeah. So even you can do the math. 23 and a half. It covers for you. <laughs> so in essence, I was in the arena and I needed UConn to blow my kid out the window. <laughs> When he was on UConn staff and you got to root for I won all the games! <laughs> Northern Arizona, they got destroyed the lumberjack. Oh. I walked I out of the winner in tears. I have said but here's say. the funny thing. When he told me that we had UConn, I laughed all the way to the back. That's what I did. <laughs> I have something to say. I have something to say, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Doggy, you have been known to... Secretly bet one way while proclaiming Ooh. you would bet another. Ooh. 
You've done that right here on national television. So why did you all of a sudden have an attack of conscience at the thought of betting against your own son? All Fat Rob was doing was his job. You showed there is no moral compass when you're trying Mm -hmm. to win a bet. So why all of a sudden did it apply now? Because he's Timmy Russo. Family business. Family. You know UConn plays at MSG three times. I'm going off the game. Indiana. Yeah, are you going to go to Indiana? Yeah, it's a, wait, it's a Sunday afternoon. You got yeah. football. I'm going. No quarter. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're going, you're going, you're going to you're going to Indiana for a game? for you. You going to Indiana for a game? You going to no, Indiana for a game? No, I'm going to the three UConn games at MSG. One September 19th, they play Indiana. Oh. And then one's December 5th, well, one's February 3rd. I thought you were saying say he's going to Indiana because you know Mike Woods is my man. I mean, I can get you courtside seats. Oh. 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 Stephen, Stephen A., uh-huh. do you want to see the national champion, uh, you know, at the Garden? The national champions, well, remember I, I won that bet? I mean, I, yeah. I, mean okay. I go to I mean, the Garden, but see I, I do owe Mike Woodson a trip, a trip to Indiana. To, 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 to Bloomington. You know, Bloomington. You? I, I do need, I want a trip. You owe me a trip to New York to be in studio with us. So how Ooh. about you work on that? Oh, I'll be there, I'll be there. When you, I will you know. be there all yeah, next Kimberly. week. I'll be back home all next week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. So tell me this, and obviously you'll be on Countdown along with Malika and the whole star-studded crew. What are your oh, wait, expectations? Wait, you talk about tonight? You talk about tonight? Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm not going to be on Countdown tonight. Mm, oh. Not me. Oh, no, I'm okay. off tonight. Well, I don't know your exact schedule. Is Malika going to be on Countdown tonight? She'll be there. There She'll we be there. go. Malika the and the star-studded crew. crew. Oh, if he's over. not on Countdown, why isn't he next to us here today? Oh, uh, Steve. Duty called Port, duty called Port Charles. That was your excuse last week. I don't want oh, to Oh, so he's got the general yeah. hospital well, today? He said that last that, week. That, 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 that and some, some Hollywood things going on. Right. Oh. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Stephen A., what are your expectations? I, I for, wish. Okay, could you focus, please? Stephen A., what are your expectations for Wemby's debut in the Garden, the mecca of basketball outside of Storrs, Connecticut? Hard to say. The kids got skills. I like them a lot. Uh, but over the last couple of games, they lost a 20-point lead in one game and lost, and they were beaten by 40. And so it depends on which San Antonio Spurs team shows up. The kid is seven feet four. Um, he's got an incredibly long wingspan. You can't shoot perimeter shots in his vicinity because he'll block the shots because he's a, a shot blocker. Uh, he can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot. He can handle. So the gifts are there, and it's going to be exciting to see him at the on the biggest, the world's biggest stage, Madison Square Garden. But if the Knicks get physical with him, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. He should have a field day with them personally, unless 
Thibodeau doubles up on him, we got to remember Thibodeau is one of the elite defensive coaches in the game. So I expect him to get off. Just I just don't know how much he will. I expect a decent game, not a spectacular game. Remember, the Spurs gave up 155, didn't they, Steve, to Indiana a couple days ago? Yes. I think it was 155 yeah. I lost by 40. I lost 40. by 40. So I expect a better effort from the Spurs tonight. Pops played him every game so far. Lots yeah. of minutes to two wins in Phoenix. I think he'll play real well tonight. I think the Knicks will probably win, but I think he'll play real well tonight. Okay. He is fun to watch. Fun to watch. Let's keep it in the city where Stephen A. doesn't spend much time and go to the Jets. There's lots of criticism around the offense in Zach Wilson. Here's Robert Sala on his quarterback. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why, why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just. Uh, I've, I kind of explained it, you know, yeah. respectfully, obviously. But mm-hmm. but it's a va- they're valid questions. Wow, I had not heard that. Great job by Michael. Yeah, wow. that was Michael wow. K. Wow. Ah, very good. I should have introduced that, Michael K. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on those comments? Wow. Um, listen, he was really bad the other night. Aikman was great with the broadcast, by the way. I don't, Steve, I don't see why not. Give Simeon a chance. Maybe you're telling me that Joe Douglas wants Wilson to play so we can find out for once and for all if he's any good. Yeah. But he had a bad game against the Giants outside of those two passes in the last 60 seconds. Simeon is not Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if the Jets would be that much more successful. But you can't be worse. So if you want to play Simeon on, now they're not going to do it. Maybe it's the front office. Steve can edify. But I, I love the answer. I mean, Salah was totally befuddled. So I love the question and answer thing. You got a little jammed up. Maybe it's the front office, Steve. You tell me. Go ahead. I love Robert Salah's answer because what he did was not lie. He just didn't tell the truth. He didn't tell anything. He wasn't open because he couldn't be. What he was saying with his no comment, what he was saying with his pleading with this, is that this is above me. These are decisions that I'm being forced to make. Because the New York Jets as an organization want to try and validate or rescue themselves from making a god-awful pick at the number two slot with Zach Wilson. This dude, there's a legitimate question as to whether or not Zach Wilson even belongs on an NFL roster, let alone being a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He is awful. He looks scared half the time. He's got a couple of games where he's completed passes in the 40 percentile range. A couple of games where it was uh, below 60 percent in the 50 percentile range. Nobody on the team believes in him. He knows it. The coach knows it. And he knows that the players are looking at him and saying, damn, why do we have to do this? What I got from that was that the players know that the coach is stuck because folks upstairs are making him play Zach Wilson because they know um, they're trying to validate their selection. But he is the wrong pick. He does not belong in New York. He needs to go in another market, you know, that, 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 does, that doesn't have the level of profile. So he isn't under this microscope. And maybe he can hide himself out of the National Football yeah. League without being so flagrantly obvious that he doesn't belong in the NFL. He and they were- is Awful. They really needed to win that Chargers game. Oh, they were going to do anything. That, but that was a pivotal game for them in, terms, job, in like terms of their record, Absolutely. honestly. 100%. You know, That's a also fair, though. It was, also, and they needed to win also that. Also fair, though. Also fair to Zach Wilson. 
part of the reason he looks scared is because he has no protection. Not the Jets have one of the most yeah. horrendous yeah, yeah, offensive yeah. line performances oh, terrible. in the terrible. league. Yeah, 100%. And Zach and Garrett Wilson had a huge fumble in that game, too. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day steven naismith the lakers take on the rockets tonight in h-town this will be a reunion between lebron james and dylan brooks who had notable moments in last season's playoffs when brooks was a part of the grizzlies here he is on guarding lebron james three to lock him up uh shooting the ball well, even playing well, so I'm just there to uh, make them tired, uh, make them get into that, you know, fourth quarter early. Stephen A., I would love your reaction to that. Well, I mean, it, it, he's, he's bringing attention to himself, more power to him. The Rockets are a 500 team. He made you Doka's the coach, and I think they're moving in the forward direction. But Dylan Brooks ain't got no business talking to LeBron James. Do you see how LeBron James and the Lakers annihilated the Memphis Grizzlies in the postseason with Dylan Brooks as the main culprit exacerbating the situation? LeBron walked off the court, wouldn't even shake their hands because he was so disgusted at the insignificant Dylan Brooks talking smack to him. I like Dylan Brooks. He can play, but compared to LeBron James, he is incredibly insignificant. He's, when you start sure. getting on these great players, Jordan, Bird, LeBron, and you start telling us what you can do, uh, how you're going to yeah. stop them, it's death. And he tried it last year, as Stephen, say, Stephen A. said, game six was a disaster when they lost by 60. I can't take him seriously. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to do. LeBron's annoyed anyway. They just lost to Miami. Yeah. He's just scored 60 tonight. Absolutely. Steve, we miss you. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful lunch. And um, it's a great day. What are you going to have for lunch, Bad Dog? I'm going to have a tuna fish sandwich. Are you? Yes, I'm going to make it again. You already had that. Try something new. Stop eating cheese. Some chips on the side of the pickle? Uh, Doritos. You got it.